Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me are Robert Esparza and Virginia Nussie. Hi there. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio, Search Engine Optimization Channel, or from SEMSynergy.com. Our guest today is Chris Hart. He's heading up the new Bruce Clay office that we just opened in New York. Uh, he's actually out in Long Island. We're really excited about expanding our services on the East Coast. We think it will help us provide our, our, a lot of service to our clients across the country with uh, actually better availability and uh, more readily available services. I think that's a, a big part of our support plan. Mm-hmm. Right now, I thought we'd discuss some of the recent news in search. Uh, there's a whole bunch of topics that have been happening. There's definitely quite a few things that have been coming up recently. Um, I'll just touch on a few, and then we'll go into a little bit more detail here for you. Um, a lot of new discussion on robots exclusion, lots of new information out there. Um, from each of the search engines directly on what they do and do not support. Um, live searches uh, come up with a new toolkit to help people with 404 errors and uh, allow them to keep people on their site a little bit better. Um, Google has, and Matt Cutts has actually sent out um, a lot of updated guidelines and definitions uh, on a lot of um, Google policies, which I think everybody needs to know about. And um, some news out of the UK about some laws dealing with some stealth or black hat-ish techniques uh, that I think you're going to want to be aware about, especially if you're doing business abroad. Last week or a couple weeks ago, there was this uh, new law passed in the UK called the Unfair Commercial Practices Directive. And it's got a couple big um, effects as far as marketing goes. Um, First of all, It will prohibit editorial content to promote a product or service without indicating that that content is paid. Um, So basically, I mean, that's going to affect like paid links and that kind of thing. And um, or or kind of like, you know, when Walmart had that blog and they were asking for uh, or offering some payoffs for people to support their product anonymously without like leading, leading on to the fact that they were getting uh, compensated for it. <laughs> um, and then there's also part of the law will prohibit um, falsely giving the impression that you're not motivated by business or falsely representing yourself as a consumer. I think that's going to be big because uh, certainly the law was targeting a lot of people would do blog kind of posts or imp- testimonials that were acquired by payment it turns out that a lot of people take blog posts as sort of gospel and they believe what they read and they uh, react accordingly and apparently in the uk they figured out that enough is enough if you're going to say something about a product you can't be biased by being paid to say that about the product that being the case imagine what would happen if that went into paid links If you were 
getting money for paid links and that paid link page is appearing in the UK, in theory, under this current law, you could be prosecuted. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter that you're in the US. It's if you it's if it's doing business in the UK, you're in their their bracket, if you will. You you gotta be you gotta be really careful about this. Well, I mean, it applies to SEOs. It applies to all your clients, uh, and and perhaps, and while the law is a little bit vague on this, uh, it doesn't even necessarily imply that you're doing business in the UK. It could be I just opened up your website in the UK, and what I'm reading contains false or misleading information. It it could be uh, rather significant. I I think we have to follow this one a little bit closer because if this actually kicks in. What it's going to do to the paid link market is going to be significant. Right. I mean, all that Viagra that everybody buys, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, we've always been, you know, a, a huge supporter of ethics, and this is just going to be another nail in the coffin of really requiring people to really pay attention to what they're doing and really be doing things for the right decisions, not the greedy decisions, if you will. Another area I think we can talk about is uh, the little bitty change that Google made to Universal. Uh, I think a lot of people may have noticed it. Uh, if you didn't, effectively what happened is the ability to Ajax expand by clicking on the plus sign on a YouTube video uh, is not appearing any longer in the Google search result page. You get the links, uh, and the videos are now links to YouTube. Now, there could be any number of reasons. Uh, one speculation, of course, is that uh, somebody was complaining about the fact that all that was happening. I really think that what happened was that Google realized that if they forced you over to YouTube, which is their property, it was an opportunity to display yet another set of ads. Uh, and uh, they're, I think, experimenting to see if there's actually an increase in Google revenue as a result of people watching video not seeing the same ads and expanding and contracting within the search result page. Right. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, if you do any type of search on their, uh, on, their on their video search engine, which, actually, which used to actually pick up um, videos from other people's sites, that's all gone. The only thing that they're supporting there are what they have considered um, approved producers or video aggregators. Um, oddly enough, it seems like they own most of those companies that are in that approved list at the moment. Um, so that would definitely support that claim. I'm trying to get people to get more Google-oriented websites. And then real quick before we're out of time, um, Matt Cutt's blog outlines a bunch of new documentation that Google has. Um, that's at www.mattcutts.com slash blog slash improved dash SEO dash Documentation dash galore. Yes. Slash. The, na- the name of the article, if you want to just search for that, is Gadgets, Google, and SEO. It was uh, posted on June 3rd, 2008. That particular set of things uh, was actually presented as well during the U and A session. That was the basically the Matt Cuts Q&A session at SMX, and uh, certainly it was alluded to. There's all sorts of clarification on things. There's uh, especially a clarification uh, appeared in the area of no follow. So I know that a lot of people are looking or are confused by the actual implementation there. I think it's well worth going over. So shoot over to Matt's blog. Look for the Gadgets Google and SEO post. I think you'll like it.
time for us to take a break, but uh, as Robert mentioned in the beginning, there's quite a bit of news that's always going on, and so if you want a little bit more on that, take a look at our blog. Also, um, seeing as how it's June 18th, our newsletter's just been out for a couple days now. You can check that out as well. Um, but stick around. In the next session, Bruce will be talking with Chris Hart. He's the new member of our team who's heading the newly opened New York office. And more SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. had been out there with the code of ethics. been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search. ABCSearch.com PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host, David Zatella, and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. PPC Rockstars. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Find the webmasterradio.fm web 2.0 watering hole and have a drink on us. Webmasterradio.fm is now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Find us now on the webmasterradio.fm homepage. Search engine marketing formulated for web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Bruce Clay, and right now I'm here with Chris Hart. He's our brand new hire, opening up our New York office, uh, and we're really looking forward to this because it's great to have somebody on the East Coast. Hi, Chris. Hi, Bruce. How are you doing? I'm doing great. If you would, Chris, why don't you uh, fill in our audience on your background, the kinds of things you've been doing, where you're going, uh, how you got into SEO. Well, I kind of fell into SEO. Uh, the, for the past 12 years, I've worked in the publishing industry. Started off 
building websites with basic HTML. Um, I actually started off, half my job was on the print publication side, and then online business started to take off, and I quickly ran in that direction as fast as possible. Um, it aligned itself to my family background, which comes from construction. So putting things together, figuring out how things work, it just made a lot of logical sense to me. And then working through uh, my career in the publishing industry a couple of times, I had to rebuild an internal search engine. You then get the understanding of how content management systems work, where the data sits, what are pulled into result sets to kind of match what people are looking for. And that was the logical next step in trying to understand how to structure or develop an architecture or publishing process to help identify content for search engines when people are querying for different things. Well, th this wasn't a natural progression from your college days, was it? No. In college, my undergrad was fine arts computer graphics. Um, so it, I kind of built up on it grassroots-wise, did a lot of reading, and next thing you know, you take a few classes, then you start implementing a few things, and it works its way in that way. Well, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of the process, I think, in a publishing world is convincing people that they have to actually pay attention online. There's a lot of business there. Uh, you have any training for that, or, you know, how did you, what business background do you have? Well, as I was working through the publishing industry uh, in my last 12 years, I then took uh, an MBA program. So I have a master's in marketing management business development, which made it easier for me to speak and modulate my conversation towards executives to understand that these principles aren't, it, it, it's not just voodoo or black magic. There's real business intelligence behind the analytics to enable you to make a conversion. All those are important things. Uh, what are some of the big problems you've had uh, doing SEO? I think everybody can relate to some <laughs> yeah. of these. The, the largest problem is indifference. Um, you tend to stack up the conversation and you go to an editor and he goes, well, this isn't how I'm going to write. And then you go to an IT person and goes, well, I'm not going to change anything until an executive tells me I've got to make code changes. And then you get to a business manager and they say, well, it's the editor's issue or it's the marketer's person's problem. And slowly but surely you've got to find some grassroots wins with someone that wants to align themselves with you, that believes. And you then group those wins together to make your big conversion. And then once you get to the C-class conversation, it all kind of falls into place. Because SEO, as you know, as we know, floats across the top of all the different business units. It's not just a siloed project. It's a system that you have to put in place. Well, I think that one of the things you'll see here, uh, we're pretty much an agency when it comes to search engine marketing, SEO, analytics, branding. Uh, that's a little bit different from in-house. Um, True. We True. don't have as much control, and I'm not sure how much control you might have had, but we certainly don't have as much control over the clients. Mm -hmm. We're more consultative. Uh, what do you see as being some of the big differences you're going to be facing? The company I came from was a very decentralized organization. So I, did not, I didn't necessarily have the authority to demand a change. I had, there was the issues of convincing um, but within the agency situation, it's definitely along the same lines where learning who I can partner with that's a stakeholder that's willing to make that change. 
That's basically what you got to do anywhere, right? Yes. You, you, it's definitely about finding the, the partnership with a person that believes in the system. Well, so when you think about all the challenges you've encountered, what kind of recommendations would you give to somebody uh, you know, that's entering SEO as a, a big publisher? I mean, mm-hmm. there's clearly some that are similar to you. I mean, yeah, is there... I, um, you have to go into this with a very open mind. Many of the people you end up having conversations with have been and are very successful in their traditional ways of doing business. So you can't go and tell them, no, you're wrong, because it doesn't migrate to the next step of the conversation of, okay, how could we improve fix? So you need to get within their conversation stream to really befriend them and understand what they're looking for and figure out how to Mm -hmm. convert the conversation to their level. Now, the New York office for us, uh, clearly there's a lot of publishers in the region. Uh, True. That, that you can't help. <laughs> right. I mean, there's going to be plenty in there. And we have some as clients that are uh, looking forward to seeing you. Uh, what are you thinking you're going to be doing? Uh, you know, what are you looking for in opening the office in New York for us? I want your side on this. Um, in opening the office in New York, I'm, I'm definitely looking to help extend the, the customer service aspect of what we do as an agency. Um, being able to be a face in the pocket for them where if they need me to be there at a moment's notice, I'm, I'm easy to get a, get a hold of. I'm a conversational way. Um, it's not a, a hard conversion to make what I'm trying to say or what they're looking for. It could be found real simple. We close the gap between that three-hour difference between the East Coast and the West Coast. Well, I know that we had, uh, you know, periodically issues. It doesn't matter what time I get up in the morning, but I get up early. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's still a three-hour time difference. And by the time we can actually respond to the East Coast, it, it has been um, an afternoon for the people on the East Coast. And right. now you're going to bring to them uh, access. Yep. Uh, you're pretty close to JFK, right? Correct. I'm only about maybe 15, 20 minutes away from JFK. So you can get anywhere. Yep, and we're about a 10-minute train ride from Manhattan. Oh, so I think that the people anywhere on the East Coast will, will benefit from this. Uh, there's carriers that fly out of JFK for up and down the, the West East Coast. Not West Coast, but East Coast. Uh, mm-hmm. What, every 20 minutes? True, true. So... Yes, JFK has a lot of flights. Same with LaGuardia. Um, we're in the Port Washington branch, so it's almost a direct route right into Penn Station. We're saying, uh, let me ask a different question, if I may. Uh, we know that Universal, of course, has changed a lot True. of different things. I mean, images and video in particular, MP3 mm-hmm. kinds of things. Sure News is uh, there, and blogs in particular. Yes, social Uh, media, very important. In the print media world, that has to be a major impact. Uh, A lot of our clients are consulting and Mm -hmm. asking us, you know, how they can best approach that. Mm -hmm. What do you think they should do? (laughs) Do you want me to give away the secret sauce right off the bat? I don't think secret sauce, but I think that uh, you're going to get hammered with that kind of a question. And I think the SEO industry in general is saying that. Um, Publishers have to be free to exposing their audience to the creation of content. The user-generated content enables them to get into the conversation stream um, with that particular group of people. 
Yeah. That community, and that's key. Well, I mean, overall, uh, you're going to be uh, quite visible for our company. I think people can give you a call. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to be doing a lot of the East Coast conferences. People are welcome to stop by and see you, of course. I'll be shaking uh, hands. <laughs> you'll be out visiting clients and uh, even prospects and things like that. So you're going to be visible. People can call at any time and just ask a question. Is that right? Yeah, very fair. It's easy to start that way. It's best to come in with um, – some sort of general conversation we start a topic and before you know it we're putting a plan together and then we're enacting change well we're big on giving away information Uh, we certainly are here we all started small so we know that it's a a community that we want to help and and thank you i I appreciate the fact that you really want to help people um chris thanks i i appreciate the time you've taken we're excited to have you on the team. Uh, I'm really personally excited to be opening up an office in New York. I think it's uh, as am I. I'm very excited to yeah, be part of the team. And it's to be about part time. Of the yeah, yeah, I'm, and I'm glad uh, you were able to come on board with us. It's time for a break. Stay tuned. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Can you believe how long it takes to order food here? Uh, here we go. Excuse me. She's not even looking over here. Great service is hard to come by. Whether you're sitting at a bar, restaurant, or creating effective search advertising campaigns. Um, excuse me. I think we need to go somewhere else. It's easy to feel forgotten, especially when your advertising budget is on the line. LookSmart serves up to 400 million queries a day with a side of the best customer service in the online advertising industry. Hi, how are y'all doing today? What can I get you folks to eat? You were right. This place is so much better. Look smart. Premium and performance advertising solutions. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Domain Masters. Rick Schwartz, a.k.a. Domain King and Webfather. The Europeans should be snapping up these dot-coms because they're getting a great value because of the weak dollar. Same thing with the housing market. With a weak dollar, the people from other parts of the world can come in with a stronger currency and really get some great value. If that happens, that will uh, save the day. And historically, it has happened. If it doesn't happen, I think we're in for a really, really tough ride. Domain Masters. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Warning. 
Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause Webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Bruce Clay. I'm here with Susan and Virginia to talk about how important HTML maps and XML sitemaps are for your site. Uh, Certainly these have been around for a while. It's uh, kind of important if you want to be spidered. They've got uh, a lot of things. I, I think for those of you that aren't really familiar, they're quite different. Uh, a sitemap is actually something that is provided as part of the HTML of your website. Uh, it's food for search engine spiders and humans alike. This is where people go to find out, how do I actually find this page on your site? Uh, it's sort of a table of contents of your site. Whereas an XML sitemap is really targeted for search engines. Uh, an XML sitemap, if you go to sitemaps.org, is going to be fully described for you. It can have 50,000 URLs per uh, page, and it's just food for the search engine spiders to eat and, and cause them to go spider things. Uh, these have been around for quite a while. I think it's uh, a pretty basic step for optimizing a website. Uh, it's been talked about for a long time. Uh, what we really want to be able to do is get into it. I think we're talking about it in our newsletter. Is that right? We've had several articles, and we've got several pages on the website where we talk about the importance of sitemaps. My sense is just, obviously I'm not an analyst, but my sense is just from hearing things from the analysts and from seeing documents that come across my desk, that even though this is a pretty basic part of the website, having a sitemap, a lot of people aren't doing it, or they're not doing it properly. They're you know, they're screwing it up in one way or another, and it really hurts them on a lot of different levels. You know, it's because they're not doing the usability aspect. They're not giving it to the search engines in a way that's going to be easy for them to use. They're not using it for theming in any way. And I don't know. How is it that you can get something so simple so wrong? Well, the simpler it is, the wronger it is. Uh, You have a tendency to, uh, you know, not really think about all the power of a a sitemap. I was on a phone call today where a a potential client had a problem where he was getting pages indexed in Google, some with and some without the www. Their XML sitemap had all of the fully qualified www. Uh, URLs, but he still had all these non-www indexed pages. So I said, go grab your XML sitemap, strip out all the www, daisy chain them together and let let them get spidered, and then put in a mod rewrite that causes the non-wwws to get redirected with a 301. Next time they're spidered, all of those old pages will be transferred to all of the new pages. Hadn't even occurred to them to try something like that. So at a technical level, uh, you can do quite a bit with an XML sitemap file. I think it's absolutely great to be able to do that. Uh, and, and really, when you think about an XML file, it's really for spiders. Yeah, they're not substitutes for each other in any not way. Not at all. You can't, you can't have one and not have the other. It's, it, it doesn't work that way. 
the problem with an XML sitemap is that you could actually have pages in there that are doorway pages by you know full definition. These are pages that are orphaned. Nothing on your site points to them. You could put them in your XML sitemap, and and suddenly you're in there spamming away with doorway pages all over your site, uh, and that's not particularly good. You want to be able to make sure that they're spiderable. There are certain rules you have to follow, but a spiderable sitemap is the preferred way for a search engine to crawl from your page to another page. The XML sitemap uh, file also only can point to pages within your own site. You can't use it to point to other domains you own or other kinds of properties of your own or even the other properties in general. You have to point to yourself. So when you're doing that, uh, you know, the regular sitemap can point wherever you want it to point to. It's just an HTML uh, hyperlink. It, but an XML file is an XML file. Uh, where do you suggest that uh, webmasters put their sitemaps or XML sitemaps? Well, pretty much you can put them wherever you would like, believe it or not. Uh, you would point to it from a robots.txt file. There's a new parameter, some of you may not know of, uh, which is sitemap, colon, which you can add to robots.txt. And if you look up the protocol for robots.txt, you'll see it. Uh, you could actually see ours if you type... Um, bruceclay.com slash robots.txt into your browser. It'll actually just show you the robots.txt file, and you'll see that our sitemap is actually pointed to out of robots.txt, and that's the preferred way to do it. The uh, XML sitemap? The XML sitemap should be there. The regular sitemap certainly should be linked to from the footer of, of your pages. Now, uh, there's a debate as to whether you should use a no-follow or a follow or how you want to do it. Uh, my opinion is that one link isn't going to matter to anybody. You might as well make sure that the page is spidered. So just make sure that when you specify the link to your sitemap page, you fully qualify it with HTTP, uh, you let it go ahead and get spidered, you, you want that page to be spidered. From a design sense, I know a couple of weeks ago we were talking about siloing. From a design perspective, can you use your sitemap to define how you're doing your site architecture? Well, you could. Normally, a sitemap would follow your, your site architecture. Uh, if you look at ours, again, on our website, we have ours siloed. So, for instance, if you go to our sitemap, look at, you know, scroll down a little bit, see the actual sitemap, if you do a Control-A... You see a lot of our subsection pages, which appear in the sitemap, are actually in iframes. And then you click on SEO sitemap for that particular section, and it takes you to an individual sitemap. So you can set your sitemap, your crawlable sitemap, up in a way that would match uh, the way you've structured your website, and that's a very effective way to do that. But you can do it any way you want. I think that the real issue is crawlability. You want the search engines to find the important pages. Well, and using iframes will keep you out of that spamming the search engines by having 14 billion links on the same page, but still making Correct. it user-friendly, and, the, and they'll, they'll be able to see it and use it and you know go someplace with it. Yeah, our sitemap on bruceclay.com has something like 130 links on it, of which probably three-fourths of those links are in iframes so that they don't even count on that page. 
So I really have 40 links. A user can take all 140, but the search engine's only going to see the 40 links. So that works out pretty well. I think, uh, you know, when we get to the end of the day, a sitemap is critical. Everybody should do it. There's a couple of tricks about it. Uh, you want to make it work. Uh, by the way, if you're going to upgrade your site to a new domain, save the sitemap from your old technology and submit it to the search engines, even on your new site. It'll force those 301s to be found sooner. Yeah, speaking of the end of the day, <laughs> uh, I think this that's it for this week's show. Thanks so much for to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy. Uh, we want to remind our listeners to send in internet marketing questions to semsynergy at bruceclay.com. This is Susan. This is Virginia. And this is Bruce. Asking you to come back next week for more great discussions and expert guests on the search marketing industry. Check out semsynergy.com for more on next week's show and this week's guest and topics too. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. SEM Synergy.